are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy happy Monday, everyone. And uh, as always, thanks for keeping a Locked On Wildcats. All right, John Schuster. Um, Arizona football lost NAU. They're in the uh, throes of a 15-game losing streak. Um, I am of the opinion that Arizona has absolutely hit rock bottom. I don't think it's ever been any worse during, at least I've seen Makovic, I've seen Sumlin. I don't think it's ever been any worse than it is right now. This was a very exciting week for you, Mike Luke. Very exciting weekend. You are a guy who likes to talk a lot about what was the best this, Correct. What was the something of the mm-hmm. the top this mm-hmm. the the who are the top uh, three, the top three? Yes. what's the Rushmore of this right. and what's the top ten of that and all of the rest of it? You had not one but two occurrences that usurped right that that usurped everything. One is obvious, the other not as much. The first one that's obvious is losing to NAU is rock bottom. Yes, duh, no kidding. We're in in the throes of a 15-game losing streak. That's the worst. The one that may not immediately come to mind, and if you think about this to some degree, it's almost staggering to think about. Kevin Sumlin is now officially the worst coach in the history of Arizona football. Not John McAvec. Mm -hmm. And to a lesser degree, not Tony Mason. Right. Because even when Stoops came in with McAvec's crappy players, at least they beat NAU. Correct. You know, so... Even as bad as this is, as dreadful as this is for Jed Fish, I think what it really does in the weirdest of ways is propel Kevin Sumlin to the top of the worst list. Right. And and if this had happened in year two of the Jed Fish, in year three of the Jed Fish, in year four of the Jed Fish era, well, if it had happened in year four of the Jed Fish era, the Jed Fish era is over. Right. Uh, but since it's three games in and we knew going in that Arizona was not talented, we obviously didn't think they were this talented. Uh, I put, I put amazingly, Kevin Bleep and someone as, as you as, as the, the the undisputed mantle the un- from John Makovic. from John Makovic, right. which is which is a remarkable accomplishment. It, re- it really is. But you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing that's a little bit different. I think that John Makovic struck me as a guy that wanted to win. He just he was just really out of touch. Didn't know how. I don't think Kevin Sumlin really cared that much. I think Ke- Kevin Sumlin was the epitome of a guy who was collecting a paycheck. Yeah, it really felt that way. Does, doesn't it? Yeah, it and, did. And. She, and and and, and, and the weirdest ass way, good for him and, because he may somehow somehow he fleeced the U of A for seven figures. And as crappy as it uh, as crappy as it is, and as crappy as Makovic was, mm-hmm. at least I think that he put in an effort. Right, the guy he was just an ass. Right, and and his style was so so anathema to Tommy that the the player conflict just right. didn't work. You know who's really morbidly laughing, will never admit it, but is morbidly laughing about all of this? Who's that? Rich Rodriguez. Oh, no, we're going to get to Rich Rodriguez. We're, we're going to get to Rich Rodriguez. Um, but Let's get to Rich Rodriguez. Okay. Yeah, go, go for it. Go uh, for it, because you know, we got a lot to discuss, it's obviously. It's remarkable just how much of a nosedive this program has taken since Rich Rodriguez was fired. Mm-hmm. Now, in the last year, they were 7-5 and five with Rich Rod. You know, uh, And they were moving in the wrong direction from a recruiting standpoint. For sure. They 100% were. But 
as we've talked about, you still got the sense with Rich Rod that he would be able to just through, you know, X's and O's. To coach, right. Yes, exactly. You're going to win seven, maybe eight games, and occasionally you're going to have a really good season. There is... There has been absolutely none, none of that whatsoever since he was let go. The investigation that ran Rodriguez out of Tucson has... It's, it's not that Rodriguez was a savior of the program by any stretch of the imagination. Who knows? Maybe he had topped off. Um, but holy crap. Mm-hmm. The terminal velocity that occurred <laughs> after he left and it's been- is absolute... And I don't think that gets discussed nearly as much because it's almost like now we're in a revolving door of Arizona football coaches, right. and we forget who we're here. We're so we're so enamored with Larry Smith and Dick Tomey that we forget the other five or six coaches that have been here since. Right. And and, and Rodriguez falls under that category. Mm-hmm. He was here for what seven or eight years, and we don't remember it. Right. For sure. <laughs> Before him, Stoops was. We remember Makovic because he was so bad. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't even remember Sumlin because he was so bad because by that time, the fan base was apathetic. And by by that point, we had seen Makovic. We had seen crummy U of A football. How bad could so, it get? Yeah, We've been down bad? this road before. Who, yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, we are not for a second, and you can tell by the, uh, by, by the first five minutes of this podcast, that we are not sugarcoating anything. So understand that going in. We're keeping it real. Now, however, I'm going to attempt the optimistic perspective here all right because you've hit rock this, bottom this should be good well you know what you know you know what rock bottom is all right so the only direction you can go one of two directions uh the same you can be rock bottom for the rest of the you know for the rest of your tenure or you can get better right and in fairness take this for what it's worth other teams have other teams some of them good programs mm-hmm. have lost to FCS teams right. okay this is not the first time it's happened it's not going to be the last time it happened right. some of those programs are good and they have positively recovered others have not mm-hmm. yeah so but maybe you know all of the things it it sucks in the moment it's horrendous right now this is the absolute there's no there's no debate for the rest of your existence mike luke when someone comes to you and asks what's the worst loss in the history of arizona football you're going to tell them it was when arizona lost to nau Mm -hmm. you're not going to tell them it was when arizona lost to penn state although from a program standpoint that might be more pivotal Mm -hmm. but you're going to tell them arizona lost to nau in 2021 nau's not that good (laughs) <laughs> well, NAU is coming off a loss to uh, South Dakota State. Uh-huh, yeah. Who, in their level, is good. Right. But you're not supposed but, but, to lose to Arizona. still, that's, There's a reason that's that NAU had not beaten Arizona or ASU since the FDR administration. Right, right. You know, and, 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 and so we get that. Now, here's the thing. You've got, you've got a learning experience in front of you. This is the way it is. The fan base doesn't care they've given up mm-hmm. they're going to bitch for about two days they're going to say this is the worst this is the bad but blah, they blah, really blah. don't uh, care they don't care right okay so you don't have to if you're jed fish and the coaching staff you don't have to worry about an apathetic fan base right it doesn't matter what you do for the rest of the year you're not drawing fifteen thousand people to arizona stadium for the remainder of the season even for your homecoming game right. okay nobody's going nobody cares they expect arizona to suck right so in a weird way, that's good for you mm-hmm. because you don't have to worry about any of that marketing. You don't have to worry about any of that noise. The only thing in front of you right now is what are you going to do to make this program better? Right. So 
what are you going to do? And I guess we'll find out. Well, you know what? If you were really smart, uh, you would, um, well, let's be honest here. This is a team that didn't look like they were consuming a lot of built bars. This was a team that also didn't look like it was consuming the sweat block. And uh, you know what? They looked sweaty. They looked weak. And you know what? If you've got those two things in place, that's not ever going to be an issue for you. So, you know what? And Get on I, top of it. I get on top of it. Yeah. I get on top uh-huh. of it quickly. All right. So now let's talk about... Let's talk about Rich Rodriguez, then. Let's talk about what we're watching right now. I... It, this is rock bottom, and you know what? You want to know why it's rock bottom? For me, as Bruno looks to take a bite out of your face. <laughs> the reason that it feels to me like it's rock bottom, though, is because I don't even... I haven't even asked anybody, really, like, is this rock bottom? It just is. It just is. It just is. Yeah. This is rock bottom right now. This is the person going into rehab because they... This is Basically, intervention time. They saw their life flash <laughs> before them. You know how, like, when people say that they, you know, they died and they were brought back mm-hmm. to life real quick and they see all these, like, right. uh, this is what we're dealing with right here on a much smaller scale. <laughs> right, than right. That. Yeah, so we're here. That's that's where we're at at this point in the game. Yeah. And I don't think there's any questioning about it. I, I was, uh, you know, our, our, our pal Nate Rady, who mm-hmm. folks have listened Sunday to on, on the, Saturday. Did you? Good, good, hey. good. On the Locked On podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, he joined us on the Lockbond podcast a little, you know, a month or so ago talking about what Arizona football could be. And he was, of course, very optimistic. He's going to go to every Wildcat football game for the rest of eternity because he's a hardcore and fan and that's what he does. he's going to win that game. Okay. Yeah. He's hoping for the best. He's going to be there during the tough times. Mm-hmm. This was as tough a time as it was. He, he texted me afterward or during and asked me, is this the worst loss in Arizona football history? And my response was, that's, you know, beyond debate. There's no question. Right. So, and and we all know it. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's embarrassing. It's going to be, if you're an ASU fan, for instance, you're going to mock Arizona for losing to NAU for as long as you possibly can. This is your new 70 to 70. uh, 70 Oh, yeah. This is the gift that keeps on giving. it It keeps on giving. And you're probably looking realistically at a football program that is going to lose 24 games in a row. Yeah, because I'm looking at this schedule. I don't know where these wins are coming from. Right. You know, and it's not because... You know, the Pac-12 is a dauntingly... I I think the the Pac-12 has some pretty good teams, but two weeks ago, after we were fooled for five minutes against BYU... Uh, you know, we were we we were uh, thinking, well, maybe they can pick off Cal, and maybe right. they can pick off Washington State, and you know, there there might be, you know, there might be an opportunity, and maybe ultimately there still is. It's a long season. You 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 just try to. It's dumb, but you try to get better. Right. You try to make incremental steps at this point, which is honestly what this season was all about, anyway. Right. So who knows? Maybe, maybe maybe you can pick something off here and there. But now that the tape is out there. Everybody knows what Arizona has, and it's a lot of nothing. It's a lot of Barry Hill. It's a little bit of Anderson, and you're hoping for the best as far as your quarterback play is concerned. Real real quick, I feel really bad for Stanley Barry Hill because he's legitimately very, very good. Mm -hmm. You notice him immediately in every single game they play. But other than that, there's there's not much of anything. And defensively, if you don't know anybody on the roster, do you ever hear anybody's name mentioned in a good way? No. No. The problem, uh, oddly enough... Arizona actually forced a couple turnovers in this game. Yeah. Which is what they have said this week in and week out. And I'll keep saying it week in and week out when we talk about Arizona football. It's what they have to do to give themselves a chance. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done a good enough job of it. Now, I mean, to their credit, NAU scored 21 points. Right. You know, so take that for what it's worth. One of them was a pick six. Right. So really, NAU put together two scoring drives. Right. So the defense wasn't that bad. Right. If, 
if, if this if the defense gave up 14 or 21 points to NAU, you'd come out of that game saying, yeah, that's fine, right. because you thought Arizona would have scored 48. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you'd forget about this game, you'd move on, you'd talk about you know, what they needed to do to make things respectable against Oregon coming right. up. But because their offense is so predictable, so limited, so limited, dreadful. Limited is, yes, that limited it's, is the key. It's just, and it's not... And, and, it's difficult on the coaching staff, who, by the way, I don't think they had a particularly good game. Oh, and either. we're going to talk about them a lot coming up. And I hope well. so. Um, but, you, you know, there were there's just, you've got one guy who you talked about in Berry Hill, who pretty much is the only thing teams have to scout. And they know that Arizona might be able to string together maybe three first downs, but they can't make a big play. And, uh, and eventually, when the field shortens, the whole thing's going to stall. And, you know, defensively, they'll be in pretty good shape. Now, I think it's an interesting template and an interesting opportunity for Jed Fish, who really needs to be an eternal optimist right now. Mm-hmm. He needs to be a realist and an eternal optimist. Right. The eternal optimist version is, we got nothing to lose right. now. If I don't care if we play quarterback one, quarterback two, quarterback three, quarterback 17. The next time I go to the frat houses, it's not to try to uh, convince them to go to Arizona football games. It's to see if maybe someone can throw a bleeping right, pass. For sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, right? you've got nothing to lose right, right now. For sure. You know, so... You've got to spend a lot of time recruiting, mm-hmm. picking up who it is or you know who you're trying to convince for playing time here right. uh, for the future. But in the right now, hey, if somebody can you know if somebody can grab this job by the throat, maybe make something happen. Good. I've heard, of course, because you've got a lot of you got a lot of the U of A apologists, and it's impossible to legitimately be a U of A apologist right now. But one of the things I heard that I thought me? was no. One of the things I thought was hilarious is like, well, you know, McLeod, at least he's obviously going to be the starter next week because he moved the he moved the ball on right. offense on one position. Are you bleeping kidding me? Well, NAU was playing a prevent defense at I, that point. You know, I mean, so 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 I, I guess the overall point here, Mike, is that you can throw whoever you want at quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you think it's McLeod, if you think it's Cruz, if you think it's Plummer, if you think it's the guy at uh, Animal House, uh, right. then, you know, go for it and see what works. Right. Because it can't get any worse than right now. Than what it is. Yes, exactly. And when I watch this when I watch this team, and we're going to talk a lot about Jed Fish in the next episode, but when I watch this team, too, I just come away thinking, man, not only has there probably not been great coaching, but... There is not much talent there at all. I mean, this is a roster that's pretty much bereft of talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, you look out there, there's nobody that sticks out. No, no. Outside this of Barry Hill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anderson's okay yeah, on the offensive bad. end. Not bad. You know, other than that, you're you're looking for you're look you're trying to create some guys on the defensive end who can do stuff. And I think I think you know you never know exactly what you have until you're out there playing. I, I think this was very foreign to Fish. Fish hasn't been involved in college football right. in some time, right. so trying to um, eye that a little bit. You know things are going to be a little rough when you get here, but maybe you can piecemeal some. As long as you don't, generally speaking, you come into a program you think is we know we're not nearly as talented as we need to be, but as long as we don't make mistakes, don't hurt ourselves, then maybe we can pick a pick off a game here or there. Mm-hmm. I remember. And this is, this is an example that the folks uh, in Arizona are going to hate. But when Todd Graham took over for Dennis Erickson at Arizona State, right. there was an entire difference in mentality. 
Uh, Erickson's ASU teams committed 20 penalties a game. Ten of them were personal fouls. Right. You know, they, they were just, they were, they'd rack up 130 to 200 yards in penalties a game. Right. And, and, and then you'd wonder why they were 7-5 and five every year. Right. Graham comes in and eliminates that completely. Right. You know, so at least, and, and even with lesser talent, it helped ASU kind of move briefly in the right direction or in some direction that was a little bit positive. And I think Fish is kind of in the same position right. here. And that position, you can't make mistakes. Right. So, you know, they're obviously limited, as you noted correctly, and everybody else recognizes this too. Yeah. I was going to say I'm a they're, sharp they're, guy. They're, you really are. Yeah. <laughs> they are totally bereft, I like the word, mm-hmm. of talent. And, and so now Fish is in a position where, you know, he's got to – he just – they it can't deteriorate around him. Right. That's the next issue. He's got to be able to keep the team fighting while he's recruiting, doing everything he can to recruit better talent. Right. Recognizing that this is as bad as it can get. And I think one of the keys in terms of what that is is he's he's gonna have to tell the team, among other things, this is us right now. Mm-hmm. This is on us. We don't. I don't. I don't care what you hear at parties. I don't care what snickers are behind the scenes. I don't care what anybody does or doesn't right. say. I don't care what they say on the radio. I don't care what they say on the podcast. I don't say what Hansen says. At the, I care what Hansen says. The Arizona Daily Star. I don't care what none they're saying on Locked On. Well, they should care about that. But none of that matters. Right. The only thing that matters right now is that we have to improve. Right. All right. Let's talk about Jet Fish, though. Uh, in the next episode, you're listening to Locked On Wildcats. <laughs>